your news program every morning with up-to-the-minute news and extensive analysis of issues from Korea and abroad. This morning with Alex Jensen on TBS EFM. Now then, the secrets of our universe could well be unlocked by the so-called Square Kilometre Array. It's a vast project spanning across Australia and into Africa, led by the SKA organisation in the United Kingdom. But this will hopefully give us more of an insight into what's going on above us than we've ever had before. We've got uh, on the line uh, Dr. Phil Diamond, the founder, designer and director of this Square Kilometre Array. Good morning from Seoul. Good morning. How are you doing? I'm very good. I'm excited to hear more about this project, which uh, is a couple of years away from construction, I understand. But but it's, it's a hugely expensive project as well. How's the preparation going at the moment? Well, we're in the middle of the um, what is called the design phase at the moment. And uh, as you uh, correctly point out, we have not yet started construction. We hope to t- start uh, building the, uh, the SKA in 2018. Um, but we, we first have to, have to design uh, all of the, the state-of-the-art equipment that, that we're going to need uh, and raise the money. We, uh, we're, we're funded by governments. Ten governments at the moment are participating in the project. And they, they have yet to approve uh, the money for construction, but uh, we're on the path towards that. There seem to be some very lofty ambitions associated with this, which is what's drawn the attention and the excitement. I've seen descriptions of trying to find first celestial objects, the building blocks of life, the secrets of gravity, black holes. I mean, are these realistic goals? Uh, Yeah, very much. Uh, (laughs) You described the range uh, very well there. In fact, uh, I I often say, and it's a true statement, that the... uh, that the range of science we'll tackle with the SKA is broader than any other science facility on Earth. So it, it's a, exactly as you've described. We're going to try and understand um, the, uh, the secrets uh, of gravity, of magnetism, two of the fundamental forces in the universe. Try and observe some of the first objects. Uh, watch how galaxies formed right after the Big Bang and how they evolved all the way through to, uh, to the present time. Uh, and much more as well. And just to get a few of the other basics out the way, if you like, I mean, th- these are telescopes, but these are telescopes like we've never seen before. Uh, and, and in fact, we haven't seen them yet because they're, they're yet to be put into place. What is it about these telescopes that's so different to anything we've seen before when they are in place? So the, the telescopes themselves are... The, uh, there, there are two types of telescopes. There are uh, dishes, 15-metre diameter dishes that we'll be building in Africa. And in Australia, we'll be uh, building 130,000 uh, radio an- antennae. They, these, these are like uh, two-metre-tall metal Christmas trees, and they pick up the very low-frequency uh, radio waves from, from the universe. Uh, but the thing about these is that uh, with modern receiver systems, modern electronics, the, the, for both of these uh, types of, uh, of telescope, the amount of data we generate is truly, truly enormous. So our raw 
uh, data rate from the, the telescopes will, will be five times the entire internet traffic uh, across the whole world. Uh, and we have to develop the, uh, the electronics and the, uh, the software and the techniques to receive that, that data and, and process it and turn that into images, radio images of the sky so the scientists can accomplish the, uh, the science they want to do. Wow, incredible. Pushing the state of the art in several different areas. You could uh, download a movie in the blink of an eye there, couldn't you? Um, I mean, with that sort of computer yeah, power... Yeah, absolutely. We'll have the best internet connection in the world, even better than South Korea's. <laughs> it, it sounds like it. But interestingly, in places that have awful connection right now, and, and there's a reason for that, you needed to find places where you wouldn't have any interference, presumably. That's exactly right. So we've gone to remote um, desert areas... Uh, in Western Australia and in South Africa, precisely because we need to get away from people with uh, with all their interfering devices, their mobile phones, their microwave ovens, uh, the devices in their vehicles, etc. So um, there, there are challenges associated with that. We're in remote areas of the world, uh, beautiful, beautiful areas of the world, but um, we have to bring our own, in Australia, for example, we have to bring our own power uh, in on site, uh, and yeah, it's the, 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 uh, not the easiest places to uh, to get to, but we have already established the um, uh, the the observatory sites in both countries, and there are what we call precursor telescopes being built on both of those sites right now. Based on what I was suggesting before about your goals for this project, have you got any expectations that you'd like to share with us? Any inkling that you might have about what you might discover? For example, um, Einstein's theory of relativity, uh, gravity, the truth behind black holes uh, or what you might discover about them. Have you got any expectations at all? Um, I've got plenty of expectations. Um, yeah, I, I really think SK, SKA is is going to be the instrument that um, really opens up the study of, of, of gravity at a detailed level. Um, for, for a force with which you and I and all your listeners uh, live with every day, it holds us on the planet. Uh, we know remarkably little about gravity. Um, Einstein produced the, uh, the general description of it a uh, hundred years ago this year, actually. 1915 was when he, uh, he published his, uh, his, his theory of general relativity. Um, but, yeah, we, we, we still don't know, you know how gravity works at a, at, a, at a fundamental level. What we're hoping to do is look at objects that sit in the vicinity of, of black holes. Uh, so these are uh, gravitational laboratories that we can't create on Earth. And the particular types of objects we want to look at are called pulsars. These are the rotating remnants of, of massive stars. They're the most accurate clocks in the universe. So we want to find clocks that are rotating around black holes. And we know there are many, many out there. We, we already know there are uh, thousands upon thousands of these pulsars uh, up, up in space. We see them every day. Uh, but what we want to do is is understand uh, how these clocks work very close to the black holes and therefore be able to understand Einstein's theory of relativity. Because remember, 
general relativities uh, describe space-time, uh, which is um, really the uh, what, what's 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 behind gravity. So it's you know, it sounds esoteric. It sounds a long way out there. Uh, and it's not my particular area of science, but uh, the, the astronomers doing this um, really expect to be able to to get a deep understanding of gravity. Also, on a practical note, how much of a global effort is this? Uh, you're based in the United Kingdom. You've got these telescopes that are set to be placed in Australia and in various different African nations. Can, can other countries get involved? For example, could South Korea decide to get involved and fund this and, and, and help break through the research? Absolutely, they, uh, they can. We have currently 10 countries uh, participating in the, in the project, including countries like China, India, uh, other European countries, and as you mentioned, Australia, South Africa. Uh, we've got the Canadians involved uh, and, and others. Um, I'm continually uh, working with with other potential partners as well, uh, other European countries. Um, uh, we, we've talked to the Japanese recently, and in fact, in two weeks, I'm back here in in Korea, in Seoul, uh, for a, a science meeting that um, our colleagues at uh, the Korean Astronomy and Space Science Institute have organised. Uh, and this is all part of the process of building up more interest in, in, in Korea in joining uh, the SKA. And I'm really looking, you know, really hoping that this scientific interest uh, translates into uh, the government deciding that they, they should join mm. uh, the project. Um, it's, I mean, it's not just for the benefit of the scientists. Industry will get contracts for the construction uh, for, for the SKA. Uh, there'll be long-term operational uh, involvement. Uh, and also, all we're planning at the moment, all we're building at the moment is, is phase one. Phase two will be ten times larger. That's the ultimate SKA. Uh, and that's that's the thing that uh, will really crack open many of these uh, these massive science goals that we have. So, so how many um, years are we so away? I think for Korea... I'm sorry? How many years are we away from the realisation of that, would you say, if, if the funding comes together and, you know, there aren't too many unexpected hitches? So for the first phase, we hope to start construction in 2018 uh, and finish it in, in 2023. But we'll get the early science uh, flowing um, by 2020. The second phase, we hope to start construction on that in 2025. And that'll take about eight years. Um, but we'll be able to do science uh, from the end of this decade. Uh, so it's not something that's, that's way off there in the distance. Uh, it's going to be a project that uh, that is doing science and, and is growing at the same time. Well, Dr. Phil Diamond, um, you're here on a trip to Seoul, and uh, we wish you an enjoyable trip uh, and a safe return to the United Kingdom to continue your research. Thank you very much for taking the time. Thank you. Absolute pleasure. Dr. Diamond there telling us about his project, the Square Kilometre Array, a very exciting area of science. I think you'll agree. You can email your thoughts to us, efmthismorning at gmail.com.